Welcome to Missionary Talks, where we talk with missionaries and learn about their lives and work. Today I'm talking with Nathan Wheeler. Nathan is a missionary kid, grew up in Nigeria. Nathan, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I am a third-generation missionary kid, actually. My granddad, my mom, and myself all grew up on the same or very close mission fields. I'm college graduate now. I left the missions field when I was in my early 20s, came to college, got a degree, now working full-time for the college that I graduated of, Pensacola Christian College. I have a degree in computer science, and I work with computers day in and day out. They are not only my job, but my hobby. I'm a born-again believer. I was saved at a very, very young age. I was probably around three or four, but then later on in my early, mid-teens, I rededicated my life to the Lord and I was about 17 when I was baptized in Nigeria where I was a missionary kid, baptized in the local stream there, which was a unique experience, I have to admit. You said you're a third-generation missionary kid. Uh, your grandparents are in Nigeria and your parents as well. Give us a little bit of a history of how your grandparents, and of course, obviously your parents are there because of your grandparents, but give us a little history about your grandparents and how they made it to the field. The story kind of starts back in the early 1920s, probably a little before that, when my great-granddad felt the calling to go to the mission field in Nigeria. He left his home in Buffalo, New York, took his young wife out to Nigeria, and he started a translation work, but at the time it was a learning the language and rendering it into a written form. This was back in 1921. Um, my granddad was born a couple years later, and he grew up there on the mission field. He later came back to the States, served in the Coast Guard for a few years, but always felt the call to go back to Nigeria. So when he was married, he and his wife moved back with their two daughters in 54, and my mom grew up on the mission field there where he was, where my granddad was working with translation work, assisting his dad, the Bible school there, and the fledglings of a hospital that was just starting. Uh, my mom grew up in that situation, and after she came back to the States for medical training as a nurse, she married my dad, and both of them went back to Nigeria. My mom working as a nurse, my dad working to just general maintenance on the, on the mission station, keeping things going. He also is involved in the printing ministry that we have there. And I was born soon after they went on the missions field full-time. So you have a ministry, uh, a translation ministry, a uh, printing ministry, and... Um uh, hospital ministry or medical ministry. Any other types of ministry your family is involved in? My granddad is a, or used to be, somewhat of an itinerant preacher. He would be going out almost every weekend to local Bible studies and just share the word there in the local language. Um, we also have a Bible school there on the mission station for the local people in the local language that they have the young men and women in the Local churches have the ability to come and learn scriptures in their language 
and then go back and be a further blessing in their in their local churches that is supplemented by the print shop which provides the printed material which of course is translated in addition in later last couple years we've started a ministry with my dad of actually drilling boreholes to provide water to various villages in the surrounding areas and the Lord has really blessed with that opportunity what kind of town village city did you grow up in what's the what's the environment like I grew up in a very remote village area. Our mission station is about 10 acres of cleared land that house, houses the buildings for the mission station. The hospital is another f area is another five acres on top of that. It's on the outskirts of a little village called Ika. There's about 2,000 people living in that village now, mainly mud huts some tin roofs, even some thatched roofs. But the village is, and the mission station is literally at the end of a six-mile dirt track that turns into a lovely mud field that goes from sand to good old Georgia clay. And then you've got your, your hills and rocks in between. It usually takes, during the, during the dry season, it takes about 25 minutes to cross that six miles. In the wet season, you're looking at maybe a two-hour trip just to go six miles. Growing up there then, do you feel like you missed out on anything? You, you didn't uh, grow up in a school with all kinds of soccer programs and stuff. What, what do you feel like you've missed out as a missionary kid there? In a way... I missed out on the opportunity to grow up with other people my age, with my interests. But I can't justify those feelings other than being pure selfishness. The opportunities I had growing up on the mission field. I was 13 when I helped my dad tear down a six-cylinder 50 kVA diesel generator and helped him rebuild it. Same time frame, I was rebuilding lawnmower engines on my own. We've had a computer in our house since 82, so when we first got a computer in the mission station. And so I've always been around computers. I was about that, about 14 years old when I realized that computers were really where the Lord wanted me, and I started getting more and more interested in them. And that has led to my life, the work that I'm in now, that I really enjoy. But to say that I, what did I miss? I can't really put a finger on it. Yes, I did miss out on some of the social interactions, but the blessings and the opportunities they had, the experiences I can now call upon, things that I learned there on the mission field just doing on a day-to-day -day basis, I find they apply to what I am doing now, even in my work, printing ministry. I'm now working with a company helping an area get their print shop software running, and all things like that that 20 years ago I had no idea what this was for. It was just something I was doing. Now that experience is really a blessing to me. So to anybody that's wondering, am I going to be missing anything going out on the mission field as an MK? Yes, you will. There are things you will miss. But I assure you, if you have your mind open, you have your heart right, there are so many opportunities that you will have 
things that you will learn that you can't learn here in North America, but you'll get hands-on experience. And believe me when I say the Lord will use that experience in your life later if you are willing to let him do so. What are some of the cool experiences? I'm I'm thinking Africa, uh, out out with the elephants. What are some of the things that you've been able to do as a missionary kid that, that I never experienced growing up in Texas? Well, to be honest with you, the only time I've seen a lion or an elephant has been in a zoo. And I think the first elephant I saw was in a zoo in North America. But as for cool experiences, the um, interaction with different people different cultures um, there on the mission field because of what my parents do not only with the local people but they also have somewhat of a ministry in that they have an open house where they allow where other expatriates can just come and relax in a somewhat westernized environment I got to experience and talk with people from all over the world I whether from the Philippines Japan the UK, Australia, all over Europe. Just the cultures that I got exposed to growing up was phenomenal. I guess another experience would be, and something that I miss to this day living in a city, is going out at night. We would, our generator system, we had our own power run off of generators, and it'd only run for certain hours in the evening. So we'd turn it off around 10 o'clock at night. One of my jobs as a kid, teenager growing up was turning the power off. And so I would go down to the generating, generating station at the corner of the compound or mission station and turn off the generators. Now, bear in mind, we're in the middle of the bush, and when the power went off, it was pitch black. No light, no light pollution, nothing. And just to be able to look up, and see the stars. I mean, I have never seen the beauty and grandeur that I saw in the sky there again. Besides your parents and the stars, what what do you miss most about Nigeria? I miss the quietness. I miss the the change in pace, the not so hectic pace. What do you miss the least? What do I miss the least? I'd probably say the mosquitoes, the the unique cuisine that they had over there at times. The I was never really a big fan of it, and I still am not. In fact, I avoided it in my last trip over just because I could. <laughs> About the food, what is the uh, strangest thing you know of that they eat over there? I guess one of the more unique things would be the crickets, and then from there on you'd have the flying ants. And these are termites that come out of their nests, and they're going out to form new colonies. But they're quite large, I'd say about an a three-quarters of an inch long. They have a wingspan that's an inch and a half. And what happens is after a rain, they come and they they re- come out of the nests and they're going out to found new colonies all over the place. Well, our mission station was like this bright beacon of light in the middle of black. 
And all of these ants would come towards the light. And literally, you'd have walls that were covered in them. Well, for the, for the Nigerians, this was a delicacy. I mean, it's, it's protein that they don't get a lot of. And so they would literally be scooping these things off of the walls and into buckets of water where they would catch them and then they would dry them and roast them, break the wings off, and eat these fried, literally, fried ants. It was quite a crunchy sensation. I really can't think of anything it, that even comes close to it in Western civilization. A bit on the tangy, salty side, but okay, once. What do you see as one of the biggest needs there? I'm thinking of types of ministry. If a, if a missionary is looking at going to Nigeria or wherever, what do you think are some of the greatest needs on the field? Right now, from my experience with both my parents and grandparents' missions and what I've heard from other people, the greatest need right now is people who are willing to serve. There in Nigeria, you have my dad and my mom, my grandparents, who are both in their 80s, and they really do not have anybody that can help them consistently with the ministry they are in. My mom is administrator of a hospital, and she is, she is there the majority of the day, and then she goes back in the evenings to try and get work done. My dad is constantly working. They have no time for vacations. They have no time to rest. And it's just a constant drain physically to keep up with the amount of work. So I'd say the greatest need is people who can work, who are willing to adapt, willing to adjust. Medical missions, there are always opportunities even in countries that are reportedly closed to missions, there's always an opportunity as, as a medical personnel. The same thing goes with, with teaching. English, English is a second language, very, very popular in many countries, and it's an awesome door, gateway into a closed nation or a nation that is reluctant to have missionaries come in under that title. All right. Well, it's been nice talking to you, Nathan. As we close, is there anything else you'd like to add? I would just say, as someone who has grown up on a mission field, lived, lived there most of his life, the opportunities you have are wonderful, but I would, I would be remiss in closing without saying that when the time comes to leave, there will be many, many challenges that one will face as you reintegrate back into North American society. There will be heartaches, there will be obstacles, and rest assured, there will be challenges and temptation that the devil will take his greatest opportunity to try and hinder you as you try to, try to accommodate, try to adjust to an entirely different culture, very different from what you grew up with. In my case, I'm, I came to North America with a perception of a culture that my parents left 20 years previously, and it was very different in reality than what they, than what they had told me. And nothing against them, 
but that that is the way in over 20 years things change same thing will happen for anybody there are there are accommodation or adjustments one has to make but the lord will see you through if you're faithful to him and i can only sit here and thank him for all he has done for me and the guidance and the friends that he has provided to counsel me to mentor me and just help me through some of the difficult situations that i've had but all in all i just say glory be to god for he has provided the way and he has given me the strength to do his will in all that i do you've been listening to missionary talks with david peach please visit us at missionarytalks.com